0: Hello there, happy innovators. How you doing? Are you ready for my final installment of Heroes and Inspiration? Huh? To commemorate the 50th episode of the Singularity Podcast. I hope that you've been enjoying it. I hope that you're having as much fun as I have been having. Um, I'll find out in the comment section how I'm doing (laughs) in the future. But... uh, I hope that you're receiving this with the spirit that I'm giving it, okay? Which is one of humor, fun, joy, good times, and man, just trying to help you get through your workday, you know? Giving you a little bit of a departure, uh, some brain candy, you know? Um, I hope that's the case, and I hope, (laughs) let me tell you, I really hope that you have a nice hot cup of coffee in your hand right now. Because I do. And I'm going to take a sip of mine right now. Mm. Life without coffee. Just can't imagine it. Don't want to. Don't want to imagine it. So just to recap really quick. We talked about musical heroes and inspirations. We talked about artistic, you know, painter, sculptor heroes and inspirations. You know, broke it down into what? Guitar players, drummers, those kinds of things, right? And folks, let me tell you, that was just like the top of the list. The lists are long. So now, today, I'm going to talk a little bit, I guess, I'll start with politics, because really, for the most part, I hate politics. Okay? I used to, like, pay a lot of attention. I used to really care. I don't know. As I've gotten older, and watched things play out a little bit, eh, it doesn't interest me as much anymore. Um, I kind of see the whole thing as like a moot point. You know? Uh, But having said that there is one guy just talked about him not too long ago that has made hero status to me and inspires me as well and his name is Ralph Nader a very amazing human being you know intelligence on a very high level Um, Ralph Nader is the father of many many different social activist movements in the United States he's responsible for more change positive change than probably most other politicians can lay claim to uh he was responsible for things like seat belts clean air clean water uh Warning labels on our food, uh, the the contents of what is in our food being listed on the package, all these things, uh, without him, would never have happened. And who would deny at this point that that hasn't benefited everyone in one form or another? You know, Um, Ralph Nader is the kind of person who's always geared towards protecting the human body. From harm, okay? Um, everything he's done, everything he's accomplished, every regulation he has set in place by his activism and his hard work and the teams of people that uh, helped him along, even back in the days of the Nader's Raiders, you know, this group of young law school students and you know, first-year attorneys and stuff that were working on his behalf. Um, They changed the world, those people. They did. They set out to do it, I guess, first of all, and they actually accomplished it. And, yeah, you know, Ralph Nader, for the most part, got the smackdown after he tried to run for president and everything, and he just pissed everybody off. But... He didn't piss people off because he wasn't speaking the truth. And, uh, you know, I remember a time uh, when he was running for president where he was attacked by somebody from the audience. And they stepped up while he was talking, and they smashed a pie into his face while he was talking. And while the world laughed, you know, I sat there and watched that, and I thought to myself... I want to vote for the guy who gets the pie smashed in his face. I want to vote for that guy. The guy who stands up and gets humiliated for trying to do the right thing. Really trying to do it within the rules, you know? And this jackass humiliates him like that. Now, there's a lot of people who applauded when that happened. There's a lot of people who thought that was a really great thing. But I wasn't one of them. And it set it in stone from that day forward that I will vote for the guy who gets the pie shoved in his face. So thank you, activist, whoever that was, you jackass that did that, because Ralph Nader is a hero to me, more than you ever will be. You know? You might think you're slick smashing a pie in his face and humiliating someone like that in that way. But. <laughs> you made a convert out of me. You know? And that's all I'm going to say about Ralph Nader. But yeah, a hero. And yeah, an inspiration. And if you want to be inspired, I suggest you go. Watch that movie I just told you about a few episodes back. The documentary of Ralph Nader, An Unreasonable Man, because it just lays it all out for you, and you can see what I mean. Yeah, you might disagree with his position. You might disagree with his politics, but he wasn't doing it for the wrong reasons. He was doing it for the right ones, and he still is. You know, he still is. He's alive and well, and he still contributes and works extremely hard genius-level performance from this guy, you know? One more thing. It'll be a sad day when he's not around anymore because he's probably the greatest United States citizen that I've ever seen or heard of. And uh, that's a fact. I wouldn't even have to think about it. So, now, onward and upward. Heroes and inspirations. You know, it's kind of funny because... I made a long list and they have all these guitar players, all these people that, you know, artists and all that and stuff, but (laughs) I know it may sound a little cheesy, a little corny, okay, but I got to say that, you know, one of my heroes and my inspirations is Jesus Christ. (laughs) I have to say that, you know, like I thought about it, like, wait a minute. Wouldn't Jesus make the list? I mean, shouldn't Jesus make the list? You know, as an inspiration and a hero, of course. He probably should have been first, you know, but <laughs> for one reason or another, I guess I just don't think that way. I probably should analyze that a little bit. But there you go. Uh, yeah, probably should have been first, Mike. <laughs> so, as corny as that sounds, yeah. I just have to laugh. Anyway, you know, another person I want to mention, other than Jesus, okay, as a hero and inspiration, is my grandfather, somebody that inspired me quite a bit. And, um, you know, I devoted three episodes to him back in the Snowflake 33 podcast days. The last three episodes uh, were done about him. Another person I should probably mention, which is hilarious, but, you know, I'm a little slow sometimes. Um, my wife. <laughs> my wife is a hero to me in a lot of ways, and she inspires me, too. And I can hear you guys already going like, "Ah, how sweet, oh, oh, that's so sweet. But really, honestly my wife is inspiring and she is to me in a lot of ways and to a lot of other people my wife is probably a hero to some people no joke no joke talking about a serious woman here and I can make jokes and be funny and light about it and stuff but the reality of it is folks she's a pretty special person she's a pretty serious cat in this life and uh I watch her move through the world, and I watch how she treats people, I watch how they treat her. Uh, I've watched her, uh, what, ascendancy? You know, from literally a child to the professional woman that she has become. And uh, she's next level. She would roll her eyes at that, people would laugh at me for saying it. They say it's really corny or whatever But I don't care Because I know what I'm talking about I know my subject matter very well She's top shelf The best thing that ever happened to me Was marrying her And she would say Oh the best thing that ever happened to me Was marrying you And I know, I said it first and I mean it You know I know what I'm talking about So bam there you go She makes the list Probably should have been number two But you know I chalk it up to drinking too much aspartame in my lifetime, you know, a little bit of brain damage here, which leads me to another topic for another singularity that I've already mapped out for you. We'll get there. But anyway, for today, uh, since I mentioned Jesus, okay, I thought about it. I was like, you know, there are a couple of people in uh, church history, the people that are considered the doctors of the church, like their wisdom, their message, their lifestyle was enough for them to not only be, you know, elevated to the position of a saint, but like a saint among saints. You know, they went beyond the beyond and went even higher than your average saint. Okay. Okay and uh you may or may not believe in saints that's okay um because we're talking about my inspiration and stuff so uh, just hear me out you know a while ago i found the story of the saint his name was saint simeon and he was the first of what would become known as the stylites okay S-T-Y-L-I-T-E-S And I guess for the sake of tradition what I should probably do here is bust out my handy dandy dictionary Okay, once again I'm going to bust out my handy dandy New Oxford American Dictionary Okay And I'm going to read for you the definition of a stylite You're not going to believe this actually happened (laughs) okay stylite s-t-y-l-i-t-e it's historical an ascetic living on top of a pillar especially in ancient or medieval Syria Turkey and Greece in the 5th century AD okay stylite (laughs) ow you're just not going to believe this story because I didn't either And this is why St. Simeon is a hero to me and an inspiration. Not only because he was devout and holy and loved God and he was, you know, devoting his life to it, okay? Which is really, really hard to do and do it right. And that's difficult enough, okay? But what makes St. Simeon so (laughs) weird okay is you know he started the stylites like these guys now this is true this this actually happened all right these guys these stylites who had devoted their lives to God not only did that but they decided that they would live out their lives okay on top of a pillar okay like they never came down off the pillar They would live, sleep, eat, everything up on top of this pillar. This happened. Some of these pillars were, okay, five feet high. Some of them were 10 feet high. Others were, you know, upwards of 50 feet high. St. Simeon's being one of them. (laughs) Okay. Now imagine this. This is reality. This did happen. Okay. Uh, Living your life (laughs) on top of a pillar, away from the world, right? Uh, Closer to God. You know, that was the symbolic meaning, I guess, of being up on a pillar, right? Um, And never coming down off that pillar until you die. Folks, this happened. And that's just about the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I heard the story, and I think I was watching it with my wife, actually, the story of St. Simeon and the Stylites, and we're both looking at each other like, is this real? Like, Did this really happen? Yeah, it turns out it really did happen. Can you imagine whoa you know (laughs) that's outrageous I mean I'll tell you what I love God and I really want to be a good person Uh, you know when I die I want to go to heaven I believe in heaven and hell and when I die I do want to go to heaven but wow living on top of a pillar for the rest of my life that is pretty extreme man you know? Uh, amazing to me. Amazing that that can happen, did happen. And I don't know, maybe, who knows, that maybe <laughs> it'll happen again. <laughs> maybe there will be a uh, revival, a stylite revival on the planet somewhere. Now, wouldn't that be amazing? I doubt it. It's pretty extreme, it's pretty difficult. Uh, I doubt it, but you never know. Never say never. Um, man, there are a lot of, you know, characters in church history that stand out, you know. Uh, And we could talk about that, I guess, a little bit. This idea of someone being a saint, being canonized a saint by the church. You know, it's not easy to become a saint. Uh, There's a lot of people who think they are or think they should be called one. And they're not, you know. But uh, then again, there are also probably a lot of people who lead saintly lives and are never, ever heard of, or they never make your radar, you know, because they just live so quietly and they live a normal life. But they are living in a saintly manner, you know, truly, truly devoting their lives to God, right? Because that's really what it's about. You know, I kind of feel sorry for the general public, really, because they hear about, you know, these Catholic priests that are doing God knows what, you know, the stories. It's all you ever hear about, right? But those are not priests. You know, those are not holy people. They are bastardizing the status of these people who do truly live a life devoted to God. I mean, have you ever thought about that really? Because I have, you know, we don't hear about the people who are really, honestly, truly living out a saintly life. They really are. And if you were to meet them, you would be stunned by their beauty and their simplicity and their holiness. You're not going to hear about them. What you are going to hear about are these jackasses that call themselves priests. And ladies and gentlemen, they are not priests. They are not. They are monsters. They're animals. And they are only there to subvert the life that these other saintly people lead. Trust me, I know. I've known a handful of people myself, priests, priests. <laughs> that were magnificent people. They were great, holy men. I could talk about that in another episode, but those are the guys that are not going to make the five o'clock news. Okay? And let me tell you, there's a lot more of them than there are these child molesting, pederast guys that claim to be priests. You know, just because someone's wearing a collar and they live in the rectory of a church doesn't mean they're a priest. It's a long story. Trust me. I know my subject matter pretty well. So just pause for a moment and think about that. You know, you know. It's just like anything else. Uh, you're gonna hear the bad news. You know, you're gonna hear about the wrongdoing or the bad person, the bad action. You know, the harm someone's done or the harm that has been done to someone. Very seldom do we talk about the real good people, you know? I'm sure you've known some yourself. You're not going to hear about them on the news, but they exist, and they're real, aren't they? You want names? I can give you some. And I'm not one of them, trust me, okay? Got a long way to go. But enough said. So there's a lot of people who... As soon as you start talking about saints, the church and all that, they immediately go to the headlines, okay? That's fine because, you know, (laughs) that's the way of the world. But let me tell you, there's a handful of people walking around on the planet. And there always has been a handful of people walking around on the planet that are truly living it out. You know, they are holy people. It's no game. It's no joke. They make people uncomfortable because they challenge the lifestyle of other people. That's how saintly they are. And uh, one that comes to mind is a very famous saint in the church, a doctor of the church, the youngest doctor of the church ever, St. Teresa of the Little Flower or St. Teresa of the Child Jesus. She's known by different names. She was canonized and declared a doctor of the church by Pope John Paul II, which is another story in and of itself. We won't get to, but um, we'll save that for another episode. But uh, St. Teresa was a remarkable character and uh, is a hero to me, not because she was just holy and not because she was a saint and not just because she was a doctor of the church. It was because of her attitude. Her attitude inspires me, okay? Um, She was notorious Like to the people who knew her. Um, She was a very playful saint, okay? Um, She had a very good sense of humor, a very gentle way about her, but a lot of the time, her behavior might have been considered mischievous a little bit. You know, kind of breaking the rules a little bit sometimes, but never, ever, ever wavering from the path. Okay? But an example of how holiness, saintliness, that life can be led with a big smile on your face. You know... And with a genuine love for other people. Saint Teresa of the Little Flower. And you know, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. One that I've been holding back for maybe a couple years. But, you know, back in the day, as you may or may not know, I did have that older podcast, Snowflake 33. And it was a rather unfortunate name, really, Snowflake 33, because at the time I came out with that podcast and that name, the term Snowflake had a very negative connotation, okay, socially. And uh, by no means was that the plan. It had nothing to do with politics or anything like that. It had something to do with St. Teresa of the Little Flower. Now, I'm not going to reveal the details of the story. I'll let you go and you read her story. Okay, you learn about her story. I'll just tell you this, that the term snowflake was a reference to St. Teresa of the Little Flower. Yes, a hero to me and an inspiration on how a holy life can be led With a big smile on your face. A very playful and happy, exciting, joyous life. And, uh, like I said, St. Teresa was the youngest person ever to be declared a doctor of the church. She died at a very young age. She had a short life, but she was single-minded. She never wavered. She never changed her mind. She made it happen, she lived it out, and even though her life was short, she never wavered from the path. So there you go. Whether you believe in saints or not, or any of that, whether you even believe in Jesus or not, you can't deny that when someone devotes their life to something like that, and they live it out completely and wholly, you can't deny it, it's great. It's hard to do not many can do it not many have done it but some have there are some that have and some of them when you really think about it might be walking around you right now and you wouldn't even know it (laughs) think about that how many times have you come across a saint someone who was living it out doing it for real and you had no idea because you know They don't walk around announcing their saintliness um anyway so i'm gonna leave it there for today that concludes my talk about heroes and inspirations so hang in there happy innovators this is mike bostwick from pipe choir records signing off and remember folks if you want to keep what you've got you've got to give it away take it easy